The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 16. How can self-mastery maximise performance in elite sport? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Vincent Morrissey. Vincent is a mental performance coach where he applies mindful practice with elite athletes to maximise their performance. In today's episode, Vincent will explain how self-mastery can be used as a mental tool to master success during performance. Vincent, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Um, I suppose, um, and t- thanks very much um, for, for this platform, Ed. Look, you do a fantastic job, and it, look, it really is a privilege to be on this, this form of social media. Um, I suppose um, uh, it would have cracked open for me, really, uh, in the year 2010. Um, and as I say to people, look, um, you come to this point of self-inquiry. Um, we do it daily, but it just depends on the levels and depth we wish to go to to face our, our, our inner selves. Um, and during that year, I suppose, um, as I advise, look, you come to it out of inspiration or desperation. Um, and for me, it was a combination of both. There was massive changes happening in my life. I was looking at opening a business in China. Um, all the fear started to come up inside me, um, researching a new country, uh, new social conditioning, um, and, and really just trying to adapt um, my personality and presence to that market. And a lot of people make the mistake of trying to change, um, you know, another culture instead of blending. So I chose the blending route. And that's really where the acceleration really, really begun. Reflecting from your career, what have you learned the most so far, looking back now? Well, I suppose I would have had a very, very strong sporting background since, since the very early years in that um, chaotic Irish sport called hurling. Um, so that in itself uh, is a bit of a samurai sport. Um, and I refer to the samurai as, you know, you have a third party being an ash stick and you have to master that. Um, so I always was focused on the external mastery, um, focused on the physical conditioning. But the part that nobody ever focused on was the mind, how it works why certain players hit their purple patch, as we refer to it as in, 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 in Irish sport, or hit that flow, that state of grace or presence. And why is it that certain players always seem to attract the ball and end up in the right place at the right time? So coming from this um, you know, very articulate sport in, in the way it's expressed, um, it always fascinated me really to, um, in order to peak at the performance, it was actually, I had to give up the idea that I was going to win or lose. 
So I had to release or surrender the result. And the most important thing when one surrenders the result, it means your focus is where it should be on where the next ball is going to be. Not where you are, but where the ball is going to be. And then you're you're working off more your intuition-based. You're not losing focus at the end result or at halftime. You're actually in the game. And that's really, really where I developed as a player uh, and made huge strides really in my own personal life as a reflection of the sport. Just relating to experience, especially hurling is a sport I haven't been introduced to it. It's a sport I find very fascinating. You're talking about sort of the mental side of the sport due to it's very physical. Is this what inspired you to be a mental performance coach looking back now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I suppose I was um, driven down this path uh, in relation to experience, experiencing quite a large failure in my life in, in, the, in the business world. So suddenly what I had learned on the field was now really, really applicable off the field. Um, and that's really where I took and that, that's what I say to all my clients is the first question is, no matter what your experience, positive or negative, are you willing in this moment now to take full responsibility for what you have created? Because I certainly don't believe in a blame game. And I had to come to that point. And it's because I reached that point that I can state clearly to my clients and saying, unless you are at this point, no one on this planet can help you, not even yourself. Because, you know, I always refer to the analogies, if you're pointing one finger at the world, there's three more pointing back at you. So I would say you're three times responsible for that one finger pointing in the external direction. So people that kind of grabs their attention and said, OK, this guy is pretty focused on the results. And they really, really work hard with me in that hour because I am result focused. I'm business driven. And, you know, from the website, as you can see, I'm really, really focused on athletes who want to not only evolve, but refine every single process of their being and their being. I'm referring to, you know, not to be chanting mantras, nothing like that. It's getting results by looking within, having the courage to see where the nerves come from, pre-match nerves, during the match nerve. Why don't you take responsibility at the exact time it's required um, and get the result? Uh, and not wait for others around you, no matter what the quality or caliber of players um, around you, is to seize that moment. And that's the place where I drive players to be. I think you just highlighted a really key point, refinement. I think in sport, you can always tell the difference between quality players to world-class players because they always practice on that refinement. Now, relating to today's main topic, what is self-mastery and how can it maximise an athlete's performance? Okay, so self-mastery is you have a lot of players who come up along the grades, um, the really successful ones I've been privileged to work with. Um, and it's like their awareness comes from the surround sound of what's expected from the media, social media, their friends, their relations, their family. They're carrying all these burdens and then they're walking into a stadium and it's erupting at the, at the highest decibels. And then they have the expectation from the crowd and they lose their self. Um, their legs go weak. Um, and they're taken off. And there's so many players fall into that category. So my process is to reverse all that and bring it back to yourself. I will walk you through individually each and every fear because it's only the fear can only dissolve or explode or to be shattered in that moment when you face it. That's it. It's like shattering a glass mirror. All the fears are a reflection of something that you have not addressed. That's all they are. 
So we reverse the the empowerment process um, to inside. You focus on that. And then that's where the focus comes from. Because these players, they have all the assistance around them to get them physically conditioned. I I take that as granted. They should be at that level. Um, The difference with me is, is I'm reprogramming, not, not reprogramming the software. I'm looking into the software internally, that internal engineering, because really good players have the repetition done. Repetition, 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 practice, practice, practice. But eventually they have to come to that moment where they become the performer and the performance. So both of those are neutralized and then they hit this this magnificent state of grace where the crowd can see it. Everybody notices it's all one movement. You can pick any of the top sports players, any of the elites, and it's automatic reaction. It's spontaneous eruption of results in the body. And it, the body flows. And that's the state where I keep bringing athletes back into because the mind likes to pop out of that phase just to have a look around to see, you know, uh, an initial kind of emotional reaction that I'm being recognized. Whereas I'm saying even that itself is false. I'm bringing you back to the present moment. So you become it. You not only you'd become the player, the ball and the goal, but um, having played at a high level of sport myself, you become all three. And as soon as that ball leaves your body, you know exactly it's hitting the target that you have aimed in, 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 in your internal seeing eye. Um, and that's really where the, the heights of performance get to another level because you're shattering the old illusions of who they thought they were. Because these players, you must remember, they're graduating all the time. So they're letting friends go constantly. And that's quite a heavy burden on these players. Um, and really, it's until they actually face it and dig into it can they see how many people they've been carrying on their back even in their emotional body. And as soon as they define that, the players literally, they're just free to perform. And that's what I want to see out of out of all my clients' abilities. That sounds really interesting, Vincent. Just relating to the work you do, would you mind explaining what you do with your clients without giving too many of your trade secrets? Yeah, no problem. Um, I can have this conversation anywhere, really. Um, I, I, I don't consider uh, myself the doer, genuinely. Um, I don't feel I have any trade secrets because everybody is individually programmed a certain way. And my job is to debug the system um, by highlighting the areas for them. So it's very, very tailor-made, very bespoke, and it's individually results-driven. So um, I will listen to them. I'll call it a form of self-inquiry. What self-inquiry? It's chasing the dots internally um, to find that inner explosive power. And that explosive power is hidden uh, and an analogy I use quite recently is, you know, a lot of people, they kind of kick around the leaves. It's kind of autumn syndrome and the leaves are referring to their issues and they just like to move them from one place to another where I, my, my only strategy is to scatter the leaves, expose the individual and highlight um, the fears in their life and to pull that tree out from root to branch and to be done with it and for them to get on with their life, accelerate and perform to the highest levels that they're meant to perform at. It's very, very empowering. 
Um, I don't need to become anybody's, you know, guru, mentor or best friend because I'm neither of those things. I am here to assimilate information, information and exactly where they're at. And that's where that explosive performance comes from. It comes from deep inside. And that's a well, really, that has been kind of uh, covered over quite a lot with a lot of the performers I've seen so far. And the results speak for themselves. And I suppose that's why um, the business has, has kind of grown from strength to strength personally. That sounds great. Relating to the work you do with your clients, what core skills do you need during the practice you do? The core skills, I suppose, people have come to me at this phase of their lives um, after trying quite a lot. um, And they're normally at the point of exhaustion um, that they can't find this internal answer. So I just, uh, you know, in, in my hourly sessions, you know, I just asked them to relax. I said, you're going to be doing the work here. Um, and you know, the state they come to is that they really, really want to change. Um, and they know that there's something inside them that's that potential that's untapped and it's so frustrating for them. And that's where I get my job satisfaction is sourcing that tap and opening it to its full capacity, um, and let the reservoir burst from within. And that's the freedom really, but that's really the stage that I'm fortunate enough to meet the client where the need to change is much, much greater than the need to stay the same. On a personal note, you've just touched on it a little bit with self-satisfaction in the work you do, but what do you enjoy the most from what you see from your clients when they develop? Um, it's, I've extremely successful clients and you, you know, from the outside in, from the general public side, they they seem to be quite privileged. But what people forget is that it's a very, very isolating role that they have. And that's that's a massive, massive battle that they have internally. Yes, they have their family, their supporters, but they have they have this need to stay strong, to stay confident, and to stay in their persona all the time. So during our our you know our investigative process that's released, that burden is released from them. And for them to come back and just breed um, for themselves, they're not breeding on, on the chaotic state of mind of, I need to provide, I need to provide, I need to win, I need to win, I need to win. Um, they're actually coming back into the moment where they can actually see themselves for who they really are. Because most of us forget that. We're always living other people's lives. Um, you know, the, the fear of failure, even the fear of success. Um, at, at national team sports, the fear of success often outweighs, you know, the country's demands. Um, and that really, really is the pivot um, of my own job satisfaction is seeing people reach that stage where they're just themselves, which is which is sublime for me. That sounds fantastic. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to a university student who is unsure what they want to do after they graduate? Okay, so university students are in a a magnificent timeline. Um, The most important thing is take a step back from everything. You have your qualifications. You've pushed yourself to the maximum level and accept that. Just accept whatever mark it is. Now, having spoken to a few students recently, um, it's really, really interesting because most of them do not want to continue on in that environment but just be honest with your friends, with your family, and don't be afraid to let them go. Uh, let them go. I don't mean your 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 next of kin. It's just on the basis of the emotional attachment, um, because they will steer you in every direction and failure that they have made. 
And all they seem to be doing out of unconditional love is derailing your own compass. And the strength comes of saying no. And that could be the wrong employer. And don't work for anyone unless they're going to inspire you. And that really is the major, major key. Because unless you're inspired in your day-to-day life, you're in the wrong role. And do something that's when you are in that opportunity of having a job role do, and in that interview process, do not be afraid to ask the hard questions. You have demanded the best of, from yourself. Your family, uh, people around you have made sacrifices because they believe in you. Not out of onus. It's because they believe in you. So turn everything around from a burden of, let's say, I owe a certain amount in school fees or school loans. Turn everything around. There's a long life ahead of you. There's a huge amount of earning potential. And just follow your heart. And I really need to be specific on this. When you follow your heart, that means you can only be passionate when the mind and the heart connect to the subject matter. So until both of those align, the heart the mind, the mind being the motivation factor, the heart is the passion that pushes the focus until those connect to each other. Just take a time out and wait. If you have to get, you know, some ungodly hours to work on the side to process this for a few months, so be it. Because when you sit down with a future employer and they'll ask you, why did you take a time out for three months? You can turn around and say, I had the maturity to make the right decision. And don't be afraid to ask the potential employer, are you my next opportunity? And that's the advice I would give to the graduates. Vincent, that is great. And what a great piece of advice. How can people interact with you? Um, I have a website, www.vincentmorrissey.com. That's M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y.com. And Twitter, they'd be my main two focal points. The Twitter address is at Vince with an E, Morrissey. That is great, Vincent. To all the listeners out there, if you want to connect with Vincent, you can head to my website where all his contact details will be on my website relating to this post. Vincent, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Ed Boris. What a really interesting interview by Vincent, especially his knowledge with regards to how he supports his clients, especially those athletes with regards to those external factors. So not what happens with regards to their performance on the pitch, but the other factors, what they have to cope with off the pitch. But to me, the main highlight, which I learned the most from this interview, was his piece of advice he gave with regards to the inspirational question. To me, it just hit home so many factors which we all go through, especially with regards to our family, our friends, and Sometimes we've got to say that two-letter word, which is so powerful, no. So you can live the dream you want to live with regards to your career future. So I really do hope you take some of those points on board, what Vincent provided in today's show. The first time ever on the Sport Industry Access podcast, a special guest is providing a free promotion. Not for me, but for you. Vincent, after the show, said to me, look, Ed, I'd like to provide your listeners an opportunity to really experience the sort of services I provide for my clients. So Vincent said to me he's providing two free sessions for two people. It is a first come, first serve. So if you are interested and you'd like to try out what Vincent does within his clients, 
From my experience before the show, I've actually had an hour and a half session with Vincent. He said to me, Ed, if I come on the show as a special guest, I'd like you to experience the type of work I do so you have a better understanding. So from my experience, what I learned the most from Vincent is it's an hour and a half where you understand yourself and Vincent pushes the barriers within yourself mentally so you know exactly where you are and what you want to achieve. So if you are interested, like to try something new or you want to change the way you live by making a difference within yourself, please contact Vincent at info at vincentmorrissey.com. If you want to head to his website, which he mentioned in the interview, I would highly recommend it so you get a better awareness in what the type of service you'll receive. With regards to this uh, promotion, it will expire on the 17th of September. So if you listen to this interview after September the 17th, this offer won't be available. Basically, you've got a month where you can contact Vincent with regards to this special offer. I highly recommend it and enjoy. As always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. In today's show, I like to finish with two quotes by Vincent. One, don't work for anyone unless they are going to inspire you. Two, when you follow your heart, that means you can only be passionate when your mind and your heart connect to the subject matter. Your mind being the motivation factor, your heart being the passion which pushes the focus.